Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to Small Business Digest on Blog Talk Radio. Now entering its fifth year, this show is hosted by Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Each week he brings you advice and information from experts and small business leaders like yourself. Each show is designed to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas from authors, experts, and small business leaders, just like most of the individuals who make up our audience. Whenever possible, Small Business Digest tests the products and services featured on the show to ensure they are of a quality to help listeners grow their small business. Guests do not pay to appear, but are chosen for their ability to provide ideas and suggestions to improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like what you hear, tell others about the program. If you have a question or suggestion, email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Should you want to join us on this program during our live hour each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, dial 646-929-2337. That's editor at is-incorp.com or 646-929-2337. We're only as good as our guest and audience make us. Well, you know, uh, one of the things um, uh, our um, announcer said was that we test the products uh, whenever possible. Well, I was at the Fancy Food Show, and I tested the products of Your Mama Foods. And I, I thought they were so good, um, uh, helped in part by two very enthusiastic booth managers that we invited David Habib, who's, uh, I love this title, Chief Foodie and Founder, to join us. David, welcome to the program. Thank you very, very much, Don. It is a, a pleasure for us to, to be here. Well, d- d- David, first tell us, what your, your food line, line is all about. Tell us a little bit, and then a little bit about yourself, and we'll go from there. Of course. Um, so a little bit about our company, Yo Mama's Foods. I think that, that the name really says it all. The uh, inspiration is that no one makes better food than Yo Mama. And um, to to everyone, their own mother makes their favorite dishes and their favorite food. But most importantly, I think, um, you know, mothers have a beautiful way of kind of gathering people around the table, which is which is really why we started this company. We were looking for a way to, to gather people around the table through delicious and healthy foods. And um, especially in today's divided world, we saw the necessity to, to bring people together around the same table. So that's a little bit of, of our company background. And kind of the inspiration as to our branding and, and all of our recipes, which are all decade-old family recipes. Um, we specialize in, in sauces and, and dressings. So we have a, uh, a 75-year-old family recipe of Grandma Cacciatore, which is our famous marinara made with all fresh fresh tomatoes, fresh onion, fresh basil, and fresh garlic. And we also have two 
decade-old salad dressings as well. Well, having said that, uh, um, so you say sausages. Well, uh, having in, in my uh, distant past made sausage, um, the key to it, I guess, is the, the casings and, uh, and obviously what uh, the mixture. How do you go about find, uh, the, finding your casings and the, the various uh, elements? You say they're all fresh, but how do you shop for them in the quantities needed for a, a commercial operation? Of course. So um, for the marinara sauce that, that we specialize in, uh, the use of fresh ingredients is actually very important from a competitive uh, mindset. So it's obviously a lot more expensive to produce something using fresh in ingredients. However, this go goes back to our inspiration for our brand of, you know, the idea that your mama wouldn't give you any, uh, you know, harmful things. So, so how we source our in, in, uh, ingredients is we, we have to produce everything in, in very large quantities that specifically helps us with, with our costs. So for our um, fresh tomatoes, we, we buy them um, almost by the ton. They, they come in, in very large quantities as well as the uh, you know, basil, onion, fresh garlic, um, any any of those fresh in ingredients, the only way to, to kind of move around that from a cost perspective is just to really purchase in, in large quantities. Well, what made you uh, uh, become chief, uh, food, chief foodie uh, and founder of this business? Uh, how did you come to it? Yes, sure. So, um, so I, I was, uh, I'm actually a graduate of the University of Florida. And uh, when I was there, I um, had a wonderful mentor. His name is Dean Cacciatore. And Dean uh, owns a very successful catering company in Gainesville, Florida, that has been around for about 30 years. And uh, he does all of the um, presidential receptions for the University of, of Florida. So I was actually employed by Dean um, my, my freshman year in college. And uh, I worked from him. He was, he, he was a wonderful mentor for me for about four years. And um, I was kind of fascinated by his sauces and his dressings. Um, specifically, I was just fascinated by people's reactions to them. Um, he had these wonderful salad dressings, and all of his food kind of, um, you know, mesmerized his, his audience. So I was always fascinated by the food business. So I had interned with the uh, Mondelez International Company, which uh, has the the famous brands as, as Oreos and Tips Ahoy and, and use that as, as a way to, to really learn more about business. And um, after graduation, I moved to uh, Washington, D.C., where I worked for Deloitte Consulting for about two years and um, had a wonderful experience there, but had always kind of dreamed of starting my own food business. So um, after about 18 months at Deloitte, I had uh, called Dean and um, you know, asked him if, if he'd be interested in partnering with me to, to you know, share his sauces and dressings with the world. And that's how, how we got started. Oh, how long have you been in business? Uh, so we, we started product development. Um, we started doing all of the FDA labels and the nutritional facts and recipe finalization from January until May. And we launched um, May of, of, of this year, of 2017, uh, 
Um, so we're we're a a brand new business. Um, we've we've been around now for about three months, and um, we launched on on Mother's Day, which is which is very fitting for our company name as well. Well, that's that's the case. Now the question: How did you come up with the t- title for your business? Yeah. So um, as uh, as as mentioned earlier, I think um, moms have a a wonderful way of kind of bringing bringing everyone around the table. So I was inspired by my my own mother um, throughout my entire childhood and and throughout um, my my really in, entire life. She's she's done a wonderful job of kind of bringing everyone around the table. And um, family dinner has has always been an important part of of our family. So. I was always just fascinated of the role of uh, of what mothers do, <clears throat> specifically in the role that they play in in the family and in in the world, really. And um, so that's really where the name comes from: is um, to everyone, their own mother, you know, makes their favorite decision, is kind of their first cheerleader and their first, you know, friend. And um, I I just thought it was a a fun and catchy brand name. That also resonated with a lot of different people, regardless of their, you know, religion or race or background. I think everyone can can relate to to their mother. So. Well, then, but but let me ask you this question. Um, uh, um, well, let me. It, your name is so ethnic, and and black yeah. <coughs> sounding. Um, do you get any uh, kickback from it, of, you know, pro or con? Yeah, so so, so that's a, a very interesting question because um, it's it's really a generational question. I think a lot of the um, you know people who who grew up in maybe the fifties and, and the sixties they they kind of think of the, of of the term yo as you know kind of being a as as you said more of an ethnic term. But the roots of the word yo is actually um, come from the um, it, Italian culture, and uh, it's it's like a term for for like boy, or um, it's it's kind of an an easy expression. It was only in in the 90s that it was kind of used in the rap culture. Um, but today, the word yo is, is is just kind of a a way of of saying you know hello in a more casual term. So instead of, you know, using the name your, we chose the use of the name yo as it's a way to kind of grab the attention and to kind of bring the customer towards our products. Um, so from a generational perspective, it's, it's been very interesting because um, customers who are, you know, I would say 45 years old and, and under un- understand that um, where we kind of get to the um, get to the idea that you know people think that it's in a specific you know background or it's a um, specific slang term that's that's really kind of the older generation who who kind of associates the term yo mama with um, with you know a specific um, culture so we're we're trying to you know de- define that ourselves as far as yo is just a way of saying your you know your mama um, but it's also a more fun and more fresh way to kind of do that today in in, in the food world. It's so true. Well, I know I'm the older generation, and when I saw that uh, on the Fancy Food Show, 
I immediately assumed uh, your your company was black owned and uh, featuring black uh, foods. I happen to have worked for <laughs> Essence Magazine for um, a number of years and uh, uh, grew up in a, a mixed neighborhood. So um, it, it's uh, it's really interesting how how you're you're putting. See, you're teaching me something new, uh, which, which <laughs> I'm always glad to hear. Um, so, so if uh, if I heard uh, hear you heard you correctly, you, what you're saying is that uh, for the younger generation, yo is really something more um, uh, less more gender or, uh, uh, oriented rather than uh, ethnic oriented, and it's uh, it's a a word for both both genders. Am I hearing that correctly? Right. Yes. Yes. Oh. It's 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 just a a a uh, you know shorter way of, of of saying hello or or hi. You know you you can say yo um, as as just a way to I guess you know gravitate the attention and 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 um, and you know capture someone's um, you know mindset. And that's where I think what's what's interesting. So so my background uh, I come from in. Egyptian family and I'm a first generation American and my business partner his family all comes from from Italy and you know we have wonderful people who who are a part of our team and um, who, who come from all different backgrounds and, and, and races and that's where I think the name really resonates with everyone because we were battling in in the beginning of you know do we use a family name for these types of products but that's where I think um, our branding is, is very important is our motto is, is, is all are welcome, so dig in. So it's the idea that to everyone, you know, their own mother makes their favorite dishes. So, you know, regardless of if you're, you know, black, white, Italian, you know, um, Asian, there's there's a lot of um, ways for us to kind of encompass all of that. And, and we believe that, that the term yo, yo mama, um, you know, really – encompasses all of that for 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 everyone um oh, i will say one thing at the fancy food show you had two two uh, ladies at your booth who really went all out to attract uh, attention and get people to try the food which is uh, uh, which is the, the main um, objective uh, at the show um now uh, uh let and you seemed to indicate earlier that uh, it, it, you have a very enthusiastic crew. But now, uh, where do you distribute your products and how do you distribute them? Yeah, so wonderful question. Uh, I think in today's world, the use of, of e-commerce is um, specifically important to our strategy. So that's how we initially launched is, um, you know, we want it to go directly to the customer. So we have our website, which is uh, yomamasfoods.com, and it ships all, all across the the world, actually. Uh, we've had a, a few orders over, overseas, and um, this website kind of allows us to directly deliver our goods to customers. However, um, something in the food world, which is which is very important for, I think, any food brand is, um, it's very important to sample and to demo your product in order to get customers to to enjoy it and to eat it and and to come back for 
for more. So for us, um, e- e-commerce was a great way for us to launch, but another way to kind of reach customers, of course, is through retail. So um, we have various retail partnerships with um, a lot of specialty gourmet food uh, stores in the southeast, and we also have um, some with with some larger chains. And we're of course working on on um, you know expanding our our products elsewhere. Um, I think our our uh, products really are 100% all natural. They're all gluten free products. Um, they're very very low in sodium. Um, we only use obviously. Uh, 100% natural in ingredients because that's what your own mother would would feed you. So that's allowed us to kind of target our messaging towards the health food stores as well, and to really um, you know share the importance of eating healthy today. Well, tell tell our audience your website and how they reach you. Sure. So it's uh it's just www. Yo. And then mamas m a m a s and then foods dot com, and um, we also have have Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. So we're very active on social media. That's been uh, actually, I would say, uh, very very key to our strategy of engaging customers and um, you know keep, keeping people um, you know posted, because really our our customers are 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 our family, and um, and it's been you know a lot of fun for us to kind of build our social media following and to really engage with customers and see um, what are some of the different things that, that they enjoy and what are some of the things that, that they're looking for in future products as well. So, so yeah, we're, we're very active on the internet and um, everything is all linked to, to our website, which again is uh, yomamasfoods.com. Well, you got to spell it out. This is uh, radio spell out your, uh, your website. Sure, it's uh, www.yoyo and then mamas m a m a s foods f o o d s dot com. Well, uh, uh, repeat it again so our audience could get it. It's very important sure. that they they know your website. Sure, www.yo M A M A S foods F O O D S dot com. Now, um, uh, David, we're getting close to the end of our time together, but um, um, what are the two or three things you've learned that you'd pass on to our audience as a small business owner that you learned? Of course, um, that's a great question. So, uh, number one, I would say, is um, the importance of your team and the importance of your employees. Um, I think having uh, a lot of experience in, in corporate America, especially in t- today's world, uh, people are very focused on the customer, they're very focused on the end user, they're very focused on, you know, who's the who's their target market, how are they going to purchase their their ultimate end product, um, which is all very Im- important and, and, and very necessary towards business. But um, our philosophy and something that I've learned is just how important it is to engage your team and to make sure that you take care of your employees first. Because as a result, if you have people who are who are happy and and who love to work, you know, with you 
at your company that will trickle down to the customer and you will have the best, most amazing product out there because you have people who, who are really putting their, their heart and soul into, you know, your your vision. So that's really the first lesson I would say is, is, is the importance of your team and the importance of your employee. And, um, you know, as businesses scale, I think it's also important to know what you are good at and, and, and what you're not, not good at, especially as the leader of a business, you know, it's, it's important for you to, to spend your limited amount of time at, at what you're, you know, um, good at. So I think that, that that's an, another lesson there, just, just the importance of, of the employee and the team. And secondly, I would say, uh, for a small business, uh, it's a very product polluted world. So, there's a lot of products out there, especially in in the food business. So I think it's 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 key uh, number one to stay persistent. Um, I think all of the success that we've had as a business has come from, you know, consistent follow up. Um, con- I mean, a lot of cold calling, and um, you know, you just can't give give up. You you have to have that have that vision and 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 you know really see see that path forward. Um, so persistence is, is, is very key to, to any small business, especially when you're trying to enter and disrupt in an entire inter, um, oh, industry. David, I hate to interrupt you, but we've run out of time. What, you, spell out your website one more time. Sure. Yeah, it's at www.yomamasfoods.com. Okay, David, thank you so much for being with us today. We've been talking with David Habib, Chief Foodie uh, and founder of Your your Mama's Food. Thank you so much. Correct. Thank you, Don. Really appreciate your, your time. Thank you. Want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself? Go to 2hsa.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit cost. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2hsa.com. That's 2hsa.com. Our next guest is Hannah Jung. She is with Olive and Dove. She's um, the chief business officer. Um, and uh, she's here to talk about what I think is one of the um, most intriguing uh, products I've seen in a long time. Hannah, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Very close. Hannah Jung. Jung. Well, um, Hannah, welcome to the program. Uh, you're you're with Olive and Dove, and I love the the name of your name. Will you tell uh, our audience um, what your uh, your company is all about and what your product is before we do anything else? Absolutely. Um, so, like you said, we're Olive and Dove, and actually, Olive and. Uh, a dove and an olive branch have long been a symbol of peace, 
So the whole mission of the company is for us to be able to bring peace of mind to our customers through home security products. Um, so jumping right into our product, um, we have what's called the Remo Bell. Um, it is the only AA battery-operated video doorbell that lets you see, hear, and talk to your visitors from your smartphone no matter where you are. So you can be in your couch or you can be across the world. You'll still be able to see who is at your door and talk to them. Um, so you pretty much have to install the Remo Bell um, anywhere you'd like since it's wireless. And then when visitors press the bell or trigger the motion sensor, you'll get an alert on your phone. And then when you click on the alert, you'll be able to interact with them. And if you miss that alert, all the activities that happen in front of your door are going to be recorded. So you'll always know what happens at your door. Um, mm. And since it's wireless, mm -hmm, we've seen it. We've no, keep going. You're doing a great job. Okay. Yeah, we've seen people install it in their front door, back door, garage, or even in their office or small businesses. So, you know, when the batteries run out, you can just pop in some new AA batteries and you're going to be good to go with no downtime. Um, this video doorbell also has night vision and is also weatherproof, so you can monitor 24-7 all year round. Well, now... Um... Oh, uh, what is your website? Spell it out for our audience. Yeah, sure. Our website is olive, O-L-I-V-E-N-D-O-V-E dot -E com. Oliveandove dot com. I just love that name. So um, uh, t tell us, how did this product come about? Yeah, so actually our company was established about two years ago by a group of engineers who pioneered MPEG video encoding and decoding. Pretty much they know everything about how to compress videos and make the most efficient, high-quality videos. And so they came out with RemoCam, which was our first indoor security camera that has all kinds of cool features, but realized you know, video doorbell is in. People want to be able to see who's at their door, make sure their kids are okay, make sure their property is okay from, you know, whether, whether they're in work or they're in vacation. So um, that's how it came about. Um, but I really wanted to introduce you guys also to the new product that we'll be launching in the next month. Well, tell us about it's that. Door Cool. It's called DoorCam, and it is going to be the world's first over-the-door camera. So you've seen cameras that have, you know, all kinds of wires, and, you know, you can install it on top of, you know, very complex areas. But this, you literally just hang it over your door, whether it's your front door or a door inside your home, and you'll be able to see, hear, and talk to them from your smartphone. So as someone's approaching that door, you'll get an alert, and you'll be able to see what's going on and talk to them. Mm. Uh, you, these are all interesting, um, but uh, how are you involved, and why are you involved? Yeah, so I actually, you know, went to school in Berkeley, which is a very urban area. There's a lot of crime there's a lot of things that happen, and, you know, I've had many instances where just security was, I was, you know, robbed of my security, 
And when I was at this company, when I learned about this company, you know, I just, it was so personal to me and I wanted to make sure that, you know, people have access to reliable and easy to install security devices. You know, being female, it's just really hard or to be able to commit to like a monthly monitoring fee or just to have anything installed is just so inaccessible. But when I learned that this company offers this out-of-the-box reliable security solution, you know, I really wanted to be a part of that journey. And so I manage all the business development and marketing at this company. Hmm. And, and how do you find it? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. What are the two or three things that you found most difficult about marketing a product like this? You know, it's tough because I don't know if you guys heard of Ring. It's a very new market. Um, people aren't aware of video doorbells. They don't even know it exists um, in kind of more of the rural areas. And so I think educating the market about the necessity of having a video doorbell and some of the positive impact that it can have, you know, on your day-to-day -day has been kind of the biggest challenge. Okay. Well, and how have you... How are you overcoming that challenge? One of the things that we're working on is creating video content. So nowadays, people are more on their smartphones. People are engaging with content that's really interactive and fast-paced. So one of the things that we've incorporated with our social media or our online marketing is we've been producing videos so that you know people can watch interesting videos and not have to, you know, flip through pages and pages of writing instead. Hmm. Well, that's true. But in a, in a product like this, um, um, what often, what motivates a, uh, a buyer? Is there some event sometime that motivates them to say, oh, I should have done it, but now I'm going to do it? Oh, absolutely. You know, like I said, people don't realize the necessity of having this video doorbell at this point in time, but when they get robbed, we actually had literally a customer last week that just told us, hey, our house is robbed, and if I had this installed, then I would have had that video recording of someone breaking in, and we could have found the person. So we know that these uh, threats to security incidents prompt buyers to purchase, but also, I think it's the convenience. More, more and more people want to be able to be, uh, be at home pretty much from wherever you are and just that convenience of knowing that you have control over, you know, who's at your door and you can you really see. I think that's also been kind of the biggest factor for purchases. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, with your device, is it possible for somebody to hack it and... Um, uh, um, become part of it and see see into your home? Oh, absolutely not. Actually, we security and privacy very, very seriously. So all of our devices have bank-level data protection. So um, with AES 256-bit security encryption, we are at the same level as how banks protect their information. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, uh, another, uh, another uh, an email just just came across the desk. Well, 
What are you? What are the costs of your systems? It's one ninety nine, um, but right now we're having a promotion on Amazon for one seventy nine. So you can find us on there. So, so you get for that you get a unit. That um, do you need more than one unit for a house, or um, how how does it work? Yeah. Um, usually people buy one for their home just to install it in their front door. Once you just mount it to wherever you'd like, you pretty much connect it to your Wi-Fi, and the app has very straightforward, easy-to-follow instructions. So once you're connected the device to your Wi-Fi, then you're good to go. As visitors come in to your door or presses the bell, you get a notification on your phone, you click on it, then you can see them, talk to them, listen to them all year round, 24-7. And you, with that price, you get the device, and you also get one month of free cloud recording. So any activity that happens at your door, you'll get that one-minute recording, and you can see it whenever you like. Mm. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm always worried. I'm, uh, as uh, people have told me, I'm IT-challenged. What do you find are the biggest obstacles people have to install, installing your product? Yeah, you know, actually, I think that is one of the biggest reasons why people choose our video doorbells over the others because it's so easy. It's foolproof. You literally pop in AA batteries, you screw it on, and you're pretty much set. And so... If for some reason you do run into technical issues, you know, we're available through chat, we're available through phone, we're available for email. So anytime you call in, we'll be able to walk you through the process. Hmm. So uh, you have a new product coming down the, the, uh, the pike. You have, you have this product. Um, we, we saw you at uh, uh, Pepcom. And, and thought, thought that uh, your your pro product had had uh, merit, uh, and that's why you're on this program because we thought uh, people should uh, know more about you. But but um, let's go sideways um, uh, for a moment, and I'll ask you the same question we asked our other guests. In in what have you learned over the last couple of years um, that you would pass on to other uh, uh, small business owners? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think one of the things that we've learned is to really get to know your customers. You know, who are the people that are interested in your products? How are they finding out about you? You know, really listening into the pain points of your customers have been the driving factor of new product launches or just even you know, getting to them and being able to expose your product to people that will be interested. You know, with online taking toll, it's just really, there's a lot of data, there's a lot of information out there, but to really be able to hone in and identify who wants your product, who will be interested in your product, I think has been one of the most important factors of, you know, at the success. That, that's that's really good advice. Um, wh where are you located? 
We're in Livermore, California, so it's very close to the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, uh, where do you manufacture? Everything's in-house. So we are, um, all of our manufacturing plants and our headquarters in South Korea. So everything is built, you know, technology, the hardware, everything is manufactured in South Korea. Hmm. Our headquarters. Okay. Um, that's really interesting. Um, uh, uh, I guess the other question I, I want to ask you, because uh, um, it just fits in here, um, are you competing with the home security services like ADT? You know, I don't think we're necessarily direct in competition with ADT or Vivint or any of those installation companies just because they offer something that's more um, wholesome. You know, they offer the products, but they also go above and beyond in installing that and being able to monitor your services. We are more of the product part of that. So we offer this out-of-the-box solution so you can install it yourself and you can monitor it yourself. But if you wish to have that additional services, then you know we are working to get you know in more partnerships with um, installation companies so that they'll be able to offer that monitoring services that we currently don't. Hmm. Well, we've been talking with Hannah Young. She's with Olive and Dove, the home uh, home security system that I, we absolutely love. Hannah, tell us uh, your website again for our listeners. Absolutely. It's oliveanddove, O-L-I-V-E-N-D-O-V-E dot com, oliveanddove.com. Hannah, Hannah, thank you very much for being um, with us today. It's It's been a re- real pl- pleasure, and I, I hope our audience uh, examines it for, um, your, your products uh, further because it is very, very good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have, have a good day. Alrighty. Before you hear this or this or even this before you turn a key, step on the gas and let it rip before you get up and out and on the road You have to be fueled by something. Make sure that something is Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Well, our next guest is Marianne Clyde. She's a best-selling author, a relationship expert, and uh, an advocate for strong mental health in the workplace. She has written a new book. I love this title, Sentivity, How to Eliminate Chaos, Stress, and Discontent in Your Workplace. I guarantee you, I need that. Marianne, welcome to the website. Welcome to our program. Thank you. Great to see you, or talk to you anyway, Don. Thank you for having me. Well, Marianne, let's... uh, uh, first, tell us a little bit about your book and uh, and uh, what in, uh, and how you can eliminate chaos, and then we'll get a little bit into your background. Okay, happy to do that. 
the book, um, Zantivity, I am so excited about it because the time just seems so ripe for understanding how we can develop that strong internal locus of control because there's so many things out there that are threatening to throw us off balance. Um, and, you know, all you have to do is look on Facebook or the news or whatever. And so I've developed 10 essential principles beginning with a grounding that, um, you know, that, that enables us to be so grounded to our creator or the universe or whatever you consider all that is. We need to connect and recognize that we are one with everything. And when we do that, then we can know our true identity. We, we can know that we are peace. We are wisdom. We are abundance. And we can stop struggling to attain those things. We just know how to allow those things to develop in our lives. And so um, these 10 principles are easy to follow, basic. Um, probably everybody would go, yeah, 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 I agree with that. Um, but we just don't do them. There's so much pressure on the outside to react to what's happening in our world that we don't take the time to connect and respond. And, you know, Don, I noticed that. I think you said 59% of your listeners are business owners or presidents of businesses. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And, and so business leaders... Are, are, we're the ones, people, we need sane, in-control business leaders. And that's what this book leads us to. You know, we, there's like, what, 20 or 43 million Americans suffering from some sort of mental illness, whether it's depression, anxiety, or something more severe than that. Um, and it plays out in our, in our um, business places, costing employers like 20 $225 billion a year in lost time and productivity. And this tiny little book can help them reverse those numbers. Well, uh, pardon me, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate. Uh, Marianne, how did you come to this book? And a little bit about your background so people... Uh, can kind of put everything in context. Okay, that's a great question. Because I've, I've been a marriage and family therapist for 27 or so years, and been work, I've traveled around the globe to developing countries. I've lived in Japan for eight years. I've, I've worked with other cultures, traumatized cultures, like um, Afghanistan, Sierra Leone, um, you know, and Honduras, you know, we've talked about war and, and rape and poverty and many, many traumas. And in all these countries and in all these situations, I find that people are really, really resilient. They just need strong leaders. And so I've, I've worked on my, um, my therapy practice. I've, I've had it in various locations throughout the country. I've moved around had one in, in uh, Tokyo, and, and worked with people for so many years about how to develop this strong internal locus of control and, um, and seen it change people's lives. 
Oh, that's a start. Now, having done all that, um, what, what made you say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write this book, and um, oh, how, do, how have you seen it work? Okay. The, um, the importance is I've seen it work in the lives of clients and in lives of friends and in family, you know, in, in day-to-day life. These principles work. I, I wrote another book about four years ago uh, called Peaceful Parenting, with this same 10 essential principles, uh, only I applied it to home life and parenting. The, um, the principles are the same, whether you're working in politics, in business, or at home in relationships. They, they are developed um, in, a, in a way to be easy to understand and easy to follow, and I encourage all my clients to develop some kind of connecting practice meditation, prayer, uh, or just awareness of um, sitting and being still and listening to the wisdom that is in each one of us. We, we live in this culture that um, it's a badge of honor to be busy, busy, busy. And yet the more we're busy, 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 the less time we take to sit still and listen to what we already know. We're jumping to and fro from one opinion to the other, from one crisis to the other, from one reaction to the other. And we need to understand that we can be, we can, we're spinning our wheels. We are um, obsessing about things that we don't need to be obsessing about. We can be calm. We can be peaceful. We can be secure and not for one moment lose our edge and our competitiveness in the business place. It will increase as we learn to practice stillness, not forever. I mean, it sounds like, oh, yeah, I'm telling people just to zone out and, and things will be fine because that's not the truth. But you, you see the things in the news lately. You see um, the Charlottesville, Virginia incident recently. You've seen um, our conversations with North Korea. You've seen the debacle at Google and their diversity program. And... Um, and what happens is people get so involved in the emotional reactivity and the drama of the moment and the need to be on the right side um, that we, we don't really have conversations anymore. We have bullet points. We have reactivity. We don't have response. No, you are so right. Uh, I haven't. Um, uh, uh, I'm s- sitting. I I appear on a, um, a, a, a national commentary program uh, every Tuesday at five o'clock, and you've hit it right on the nail when you say about the um, people get so wrapped up in their emotions that they don't look at the other side or or try to uh, even moderate their emotions. Am I correct in that? Absolutely, and it becomes very difficult. Uh, I was having this conversation with a colleague just the other day. It becomes very difficult to articulate your opinion because even if you try to be even-handed, even if you try to um, be thoughtful, somebody from one side or the other is going to attack at the bullet point level and not go deeper, and not say, oh, 
Well, I, I understand and agree with you on this point, but we differ at this point. Let's try to come to a solution at this point. You know, and so it, it's, it's almost impossible. So many, many thoughtful people aren't feeling confident enough on some of these major issues to even comment because they'll get slammed down. It's like whack-a-mole. Are you there, Don? Yes, I am. I, I've muted my mic for a moment. Um, Sorry about that. Let's, uh, no, you're doing a great job. Um, um, I was going to say to you, let's take that a step further and we'll talk about it uh, here in the small business world. Um, uh, do, do you think that that can be a, an effective tool for a small business leader when he or she is in the midst of uh, crises or even day-to-day -day activities? What the sensitivity book? I'm just talking about your thought, your your concepts in general. Absolutely, because I, I've been a small business owner for years, way before I even became a, a, a therapist. I've I've owned small businesses and so forth, and and it's so it's it's effective for the small business owner, but it's also ex, ex, um, applicable to the CEO of a corporation with tens of thousands of employees, because this is ac applicable to every single individual. If we don't get our own act together, we don't learn to become articulate and compassionate and empathetic and still remain powerful, then, then we're not going to be able to help our employees. We're not going to be able to help our clients or customers. We're not going to, because we're, we're going to be reacting in fear. And that's the culture I think we've kind of stirred up recently is a, a fear-based culture. And, and that's not an effective place to be because you're always playing defense. You're not being the Marianne, assertive leader that you should be. You know, always, I like that line. But... Um, before we go further, your your website where people can know more about you and where they can get your book? Absolutely. There, there's actually a new companion website that I've just launched this week with the book, and it's called Zentivity.guru. Zentivity is just like it sounds, Z-E-N-T-I-V-I-T-Y dot guru. Um, you can get a copy of the book there, and it's what it is, it's a, um, a companion members-only website that helps people, leaders in particular, walk through these 10 essential principles on a day-to-day -day basis with um, other leaders that are um, in, in need of good companionship and uh, support. And then my other website, my, my general website that goes to my counseling center, is MarianneClyde.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-C-L-Y-D-E.com. I'm very proud of my center here. We just won Best of Warrington, which is our town here. So uh, my therapists are very proud of themselves, and they should be. In what state are you located? I'm in Virginia, in the D.C. area, Warrington, Virginia. Uh -huh. 
Well, okay, uh, for our, our audience. But now, um, having said all this, uh, let me go uh, uh, f further afield and ask a question that, that sometimes, what, what made you write the book and what did you find difficult about writing the book? Ah, it's always difficult to find the words that are effective and um, most powerful. But what caused me to write the book was these principles work. Um, and, and if people, it's not, uh, let's say it's simple, maybe not necessarily easy to do these things, but it's simple. And, um, and the reason I wrote the book is because this, the time has come for leaders to arise. The whole world is groaning for leaders that are uh, powerful yet articulate and compassionate and thoughtful and um, integrous. It's, it's just the time has come. And I just feel, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And so I feel like I needed to get this message out and just have it um, spread far and wide because it's, it's a simple process. We make things difficult. And this, this book is just a simple process. The easiest thing about it was taking the 10 essential principles, which I can enumerate for you if you like, um, and, and just uh, apply it to specific situations that I'm aware of that uh, clients or business leaders that I know of have how they have applied them in their lives and how they've worked and and you know and the tragedy I've seen when things don't when people don't apply the ten principles and and their lives fall apart because we're going to get stuff thrown at us all the time whether it's a um, a cheating spouse or a bankruptcy or the economy goes to hell in a handbasket um, or, or anything. that Or our kid gets in trouble. We get that phone call at 1 o'clock in the morning from the police station. I mean, there's so many things that can knock us off balance, and we're not prepared. And so the reason I wrote Zentivity was to help people get grounded, spread their roots, so they can be strong and steady like a tree so that when the winds of fortune blow against us, we don't topple over. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we need to make an impact and a footprint on the world. People will follow anybody. So it's very important to, to be a strong, integrous leader so that people can follow someone of quality and someone of depth. Uh, Mary Ann, uh, we unfortunately run out of time. Give us your web two websites again, and we're going to invite you back to, to talk about your 10 principles. That would be great. The, um, my ma major website is MaryAnnClyde.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-C-L-Y-D-E.com. And the Zentivity uh, dot guru site is Z-E-N-T-I-V-I-T-Y dot guru. People should just come, look around on the sites. Um, there's a free gift available on the Zentivity site. Um, actually, there's a free gift available on MarianneClyde.com too. 
So just come get what you can and um, and take what you need. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to your next visit. Don, I'm delighted to chat with you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Our next guest, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, Lee Garioli has invented something that every man needs. Lee, welcome to the program. Hello, Don. Thanks for having me today. Okay. Um, well, don't keep our audience in, in suspense. What have you done that um, uh, has brought you to this program and hopefully to, to fortune down the road? Well, we've invented a new shaving line called The Good Stuff for Men, founded on everything we've learned in our years of experience in the barber world and doing hot shaves in barbershops on our clients. At the end of the day, most clients suffer from irritation and poor shave quality. And we've learned through the years of doing what we do that the secret really is to great products, preparing your skin and glide in between the shave lather your skin, and the razor blade. And in the market today, we've all been oversold on the importance of the razor. And that's exactly what it's been, is a sales pitch. We argue that we don't care what razor you use. Use our shave lather in between your blade and your skin, and you'll get the smoothest shave you've ever had. And if you don't agree, we'll refund your money 100%. We've also created two different aftershaves. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're the guest. Continue. Go ahead. Uh, we've, we've, created, we've created two different aftershaves, one that has an SPF 15, and there's no other aftershaves on the market today that put an SPF in the aftershave to help protect your skin after you shave it. And then another aftershave we called our one of a kind. That's our sensitive skin formula and is great for preventing those who suffer from ingrown hairs and irritation. Hmm. Wow. Well, let me start with your shaving cream. What makes your shaving cream different? Well, it's all natural, and it is infused with a pre-shave oil, where the top-selling brands on the market today sell pre-shave oil separately. And pre-shave oil, or oil of any kind, does exactly what you would expect an oil to do. It reduces friction and creates glide. Having said that, the majority of the shave products out there today that sell a pre-shave oil sell a shave cream that really isn't that great, but if you apply the pre-shave oil first, it makes just about any shave cream on the market better. But what we learned is that the majority of clients don't like the extra product purchase, the extra step during the shave process, pre-shave oils clog razors, and they also make your, your sink messy and sticky to clean up. So it took us years to be able to create a shave lather that was all natural, and we could still get a nice, rich lather out of it but infuse the oil into the shave cream so it was all in one product. So you were able to eliminate that step, not get the sticky clogged residue razor that you're used to and get a much better shave and us being able to do that in a more affordable package price. Oh, well, let's stop right there. What is your website and how do people get your product? Our website is the good stuff for men. We offer a number of different ways to purchase the product. And currently, that is the number one way we are selling our product is on the website, thegoodstuffformen.com. We have subscriptions for those that want to commit to the product over a long time. However, we don't look at ourselves as a subscription-based company. There is a buy one time click 
on the website for those that just want to come back and replenish as needed. Okay, uh, before we go further, tell us a little bit, Lee, about your background and w why you're, you're able to speak so forcefully about this whole subject. Well, I come from a grandfather who was a barber for 50 years, and I grew up in spending a lot of time in that barber shop. I enjoyed that atmosphere. I learned a lot in that atmosphere, and, and as I grew up and became an entrepreneur and wanted to start my own business, I decided to create an old-fashioned, very upscale barbershop and spa for men in South Florida based on really what my grandfather had in that old-fashioned, traditional barbershop, but I wanted to take it to the next level and offer something that men hadn't seen today. And so I did that in 2005 for the barbershop I still own in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, called Mankind. It's a old-fashioned barbershop with a modern spa offering services just for men. We have a pool table and a lounge, complimentary beer and wine for clients, a patio outside for cigars. We do custom-made clothes, shoe shines, shoe repairs, and dry cleaning. So we're a one-stop shop for men. And it's in that atmosphere for the past 12 years that we've been open, we've really learned to hone in and focus on how can we create a better shaving experience that we were providing in-house for our clients for them to be able to bring home for themselves. And that's how we created the good stuff. So your barbershop is for men. Um, what happens if a woman wanders in? Well, we offer them a drink and ask them if they'd like to buy a gift card or something for their guy, but we don't offer services for women. We do have a lot okay. of women that come in, wives and girlfriends with their guys and, and sit down and hang out. And we sell a lot of gift cards over the year, over the, throughout the year to women for holiday time. Well, um, uh, you, this is fascinating. We're going a little bit off the subject, but uh, I've been going to the same barbershop for 50 years. Um, it started out with a, a male barber, and then when he unfortunately passed away, it went um, to um, uh, uh, it went to his young assistant, um, who's been my uh, barber all that time. Now there's not that much hair left, but anyway, um, uh, uh, and in that time, uh, they have never offered a shave, but. Uh, talked about how many people ask for a shave at the barbershop and feel strongly about it. Um, um, I, and I'm fascinated. I wish I, I was in Fort Lauderdale. I would love, love to go to your barbershop because it, it sounds as if uh, it's a, a masculine retreat that men, uh, some men say that they still need in today's world. What do you say to that? I that say they're along right. With I, the, I think that yeah, I, I think they're correct. I think that um, that retreat for men is hard to find, and there's a lot of salons and lower-end barbershops that don't really focus on quality atmosphere and service that really cater to men specifically. And so that's what we've created with Mankind was that idea of really trying to cater to and pamper a guy in a, in a men's atmosphere. Well, it's, it's, uh, talking about pampering, uh, t uh, what about your aftershaves? What, uh, what about them that makes them so interesting and uh, 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 hel helpful uh, in getting a better shave? 
Well, it started with our one of a kind in 2007 when we really started to dig in and try to find a better aftershave product to help soothe the skin after a hot shave. We created in-house and started mixing our own formula of a number of different healing ingredients and applying that cold to the skin at the end of the shave process because anything applied cold to the skin helps close the, the pores and soothe the skin. And so we made this formula in-house. We named it our one of a kind and it originally started with us applying it to our clients after their hot shave. And our clients fell in love with it to the point where they asked if they could purchase it and take it home. So we went to the next step, continued to make it in-house ourselves, but package it, label it, and sell it to our clients. And we couldn't keep it on the shelves. So it was from there I got the idea that I felt like we could make a better product that didn't exist on the market today and really improve the shaving experience that was being offered in the market today. And so from there, we created a, another aftershave, which is our aftershave with the SP, SPF 15, because we're really mm -hmm. big in believing that you need to also take care of your skin and protect it from the, the sun. Uh, uh, let me let me ask you this question. Um, because you've taken your homemade or uh, your retail product that you hand now you're 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 turning it um, into a um, uh, a uh, mass product. How did you go about doing that, and uh, uh, what did you learn from it? Well, that was challenging. Um, it took us a long time to find the right connection and the right manufacturer that was going to be willing to work with us and build a product from scratch. Most manufacturers, when you go to them and you have a product idea, they simply want to take something they're already manufacturing and reformulate it and tweak it slightly and then put your label on it and rebrand it, which is in the marketing world or the product world known as private labeling. We didn't want to do that. We really wanted to be passionate about something that we created and make it unique and special and know that it was better than everything on the market today. And so we worked with them and they worked with us and truly building a product from scratch with a chemist. And it took about three years to be able to develop that product and get it to market. Um, it was a tedious task, and I, uh, I learned a lot along the way. Um, none, none more so important than really sticking to what your fundamentals are and what you believe in. And don't let others try to tweak your product for you. Stick to what you know is going to be the right formula and is going to work for your consumer. No one knows your customer better than you. How long have you been offering this shaving, uh, uh, these shaving products online? Um, and uh, uh, do you see a lot of repeat business? So we launched our product one year ago in July of 2016. And that is one of the great things we know, know about our product and has proven to us so far is that our retention and our repeat purchasers from clients is very high. Um, we see the reviews and ratings we get from our clients and they all agree that it's better than any shave they've ever had at a much more competitive price than the top tier shave products that are out there today. What is your website and what is your pricing? The website is thegoodstuffformen.com and the pricing is $18 per product. Three products, the shave lather, $18, the aftershave with SPF 15 
and the one-of-a-kind sensitive skin aftershave are both $18. We're offering right now for your show today only and your, your listeners if they want to log in and try our product. If they click the buy one time link, they can purchase the product by entering coupon code TRYNOW50 at checkout and save 50% on their first purchase. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Um, Lee, we have time for just one more question, which I've asked uh, all our guests today. What is the one thing you've learned uh, in this process that you'd pass on to other uh, entrepreneurs like yourself? That's a great question, and, and I get that question a lot. I think nothing is more important than sticking to your fundamentals and keeping it simple, especially when it comes to a marketing perspective and taking the opportunity to pitch your brand to someone who's shopping your product. You only have a few moments to capture their attention and convey your, your message. And so I would say stick to what you believe, know your customer, and keep your pitch simple. Well, we, we've been talking with Lee Garrioli. I should be able to uh, – Gary – oh, boy. Um, um, Garapoli. Uh, Garapoli. Uh, uh, I'm going to call you Lee. Uh, he has a, <laughs> a, a, a new shaving cream that um, uh, he says, and people have, have told us that's why he's on the program, uh, is really great. Uh, you, you can uh, uh, find out more about it at his uh, website. Lee, one more time for our audience. Thegoodstuffformen.com. Um, and you're in Fort Lauderdale for, uh, is where your, your uh, store is, or your barbershop is. Am I correct? Yes, Don. That is where we're located. Okay. Only if I ever get down there, I'm definitely going to stop in. I thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, uh, we're going to have you back, I think, because we want to learn more about it. But for the moment, we have to say goodbye to you and our audience. No problem. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, And I look forward to being on again if you'd like to have me on. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with other guests invited to help you, our audience, improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like the show, tell others about it. Want to make a comment or be a guest? Email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Your host was Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Until next time, keep faith with the ideals that made America great, and remember, small business is still the backbone of commerce.